I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. Today we're discussing the uh, crypto implosion that's leading to a financial crisis and financial crash. And it's all related. It's all to easy money. And the, you know, the printing and the monetization of literally trillions of dollars they've done since the pandemic has really wreaked havoc, um, especially in the world of corruption, uh, in the world of money laundering. And yes, it's all being done mainly by those who are not supposed to be doing it. But uh, that's just how government rolls, right? That's just how uh, cronyism works. Like if you're on the right side of the fence or literally in this case, the left side of the fence, you could do whatever you want. If you're a conservative or on the right side of the fence, you cannot. You go to jail if you jaywalk. Uh, But that's the um, unfortunate and apathetic world we live in in America, where it seems like many just don't seem to care about the double standard, the hypocrisy of justice. Um, And it's playing out. Uh, This whole FX uh, exchange collapse was absolutely enormous. And it's um, it's not good in many ways. I mean, there, there literally is a billion dollars of client money that just disappeared. Um, it's well uh, worse than uh, the Bernie Madoff scandal and even Enron for that matter. And because he was a mega, mega Democrat donor, my guess is it doesn't go too far. Uh, they wouldn't want to start showing how that money's moved around. Right. You know, but the, the cryptocurrencies, you know, have been in a kind of a, I would say beyond a slump, of course. Um, you want to talk about bear market. It's it's almost really a crypto carnage that started really in the spring of 2021. But now that the FFTX exchange collapsed, if you haven't heard about it, it's an enormous one. I mean, this is a lot of people invested into it. Heck, even Tom Brady, uh, you know, from the uh, Buccaneers, you know, was heavily invested or he was actually a spokesperson for it. A lot of people got hoodwinked by it. But there's a reason this is happening. And it's not just complete fraud and, and business malfeasance. It's the creation of easy money. We have had massive financial speculation taking place, all because of the quantitative easing programs, as they like to use fancy words, But basically, it was an open line of credit when we had zero interest rates, and then they monetized and printed trillions. Where do you think this stuff goes? It gets money laundered through the system, and it's it's very very difficult. uh, But the uh, the central banks, it's I mean, it's all part of what the central banks were doing ever since the pandemic and the printing of trillions of dollars. Uh, the crypto market grew, you know, into a hub of massive speculation. Of course, we all know that uh, a lot of people were receiving free checks not to go to work and they were dabbling into all sorts of mimes of, of cryptocurrency. But, you know, during the first global crash in the spring of 2021, it was rumored that some of the players were engaging in speculation on leveraging upwards 100 times the money. 
Now, the banking system is already fraudulent in that it's a, um, you know, it's not just the, the nature of the fiat, but the banking system itself is done where you put $1 in the bank, they will loan out $26. It's called fractional banking. And the banking system itself is is heavily leveraged. And then some of the top banks really leveraged when you want to throw in derivatives. But apparently there are some of these crypto exchanges. Now, you know, back in the day when crypto was being done, the main thing was how do you get your hands on it? Like, how could you buy the crypto coin? How could you buy a Bitcoin at the time? It wasn't very easy. You had to actually go and mine it. And then they opened all these crypto exchanges that were buying and selling cryptocurrencies. You had to know it was fraudulent. You know, there's no doubt that they were they were using assets, supposedly assets they had in the account. And they were then getting money leveraging out and they were buying and selling things they just flat out didn't own. And so that's why it was always recommended if you did get into crypto to take it out of the exchange. You ha- your money is not safe in the exchange and any of these crypto exchanges. I don't care if it's Coinbase or it's Binance. None of them are really safe. So if you were going to invest, there are certain cryptos that are very valuable, I think anyway, Ethereum. I think uh, some of these that have real technology attached to them um, are legitimate I think the ones that you know were just supposedly a blockchain, no, that doesn't really make sense. But Theta Network is going to be really amazing. They were smart and they stayed out of the U.S. Uh, but to leverage up to 100 times is really problematic. They were borrowing 100 times the value of the assets or the cryptocurrencies that they had and investing it back into the marketplace. I've never heard of anything that heavily leveraged. Of course, you know, like I said, the banking system leverages heavy and uh, you have a lot of financial institutions leveraging heavy, but a hundred times it's pretty serious. Um, But in standard economic thinking, you know, leveraging of 12 times is considered extreme. Uh, The rule of thumb was shattered in the crypto markets, of course. And a lot of banks, as I said, they're upwards of 25 to one. That's why most banks are insolvent. If everybody showed up to try to get the what they loaned to the bank, they're not going to get it. Um, it is, but, you know, it seems similar, but it's not. It's different. I think there is regulation in the banking system. I think that was supposed to kind of hold some of that back. There really wasn't any real regulation in the crypto market, uh, but it's very foretelling. Leverage used in the crypto market has really fallen from the previous extremes. They're not doing it as much. But now you're starting to see the Ponzi schemes uh, reveal themselves in the crypto world. And uh, it's basically a forest fire. And so if you're in it, you better get your crypto out. Uh, You could sell it. It's probably in the bottom of the valuation. But I would get it out and put it into a private wallet and wait because some of these, like I said, are going to be valuable. I do believe some of them that are actually business to business or peer to peer, actual digital, actual electronic uh, transaction, financial transactions, they're legitimate and it's phenomenal technology. Some of those will come back once the regulations are put in place. But right now, it's a forest fire and we don't know who's actually going to survive. Some of these exchanges basically use the money invested 
to speculate on assets, well, let's just say in that are categorized as suspicious activity. I wouldn't go beyond even maybe politics. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. Uh, money has a fine money has a way of circul- circulating. But now the defunct FTX exchange, they finally released a note uh, over the weekend stating that they've been hacked and hundreds of millions of dollars removed from its accounts. So the situation with FTS exchange looks like fraud. Uh, it has been rumored to have you know dubious connections to you know political party and the left, but who knows if that's real or not. I um, mean, we know he was a mega donor. Well, we don't know that the money's there, but the fact that they can hack it, people think that the cryptocurrency market is, you know, not hackable. They think it's not traceable. They think it's secure. They have no idea how bad digital is and why we've got to holler as loud as we can to everyone who will listen not to accept digital money. And we're going to get into that next week, but they are doing a test run on the digital dollar and it's not good. It's programmable money. It will enslave we the people. And we've got to say no. Now, the technology in crypto world, it, there, like I said, there's promising aspects to it. It's real revolutionary in the peer to peer business to business financial transaction world especially in online gaming and all sorts of online movie streaming, you name it. That's where I like Theta Network, um, thetanetwork.org. You could always read up on it. They have a lot of patents and uh, they stayed away from U.S. markets. I think they knew that this was coming. And once the regulations are put in place, oversight is put in place, you're going to find that there will be legitimate cryptos that will have tremendous valuation. And I do believe Theta Network is going to be one of those. But it's all about value. Nobody really owns blockchain technology. It's mathematical. It's sequential. Anyone can make a cryptocurrency, as you saw that there were thousands of them being made. And many have. They create like what they call it, like even in Bitcoin, there's an artificial scarcity. And it's induced by the design that they do, particularly in cryptocurrency, there is no limit to the potential number of different cryptos. Uh, and then we're seeing that kind of play out right now. Uh, but cryptocurrencies are popping up with no end in sight because it's really just creating mathematical equations, creating artificial scarcity. I believe most of them honestly are junk. I think if, you know, if it, if it gets back into a bull market, you know, you could make some money, obviously, you know, just by jumping on something. But, you know, it's no different than playing, you know, rock, paper, scissors and betting on it. Uh, But the ones that have the real technology, the real revolutionary technology, that's a little different. They will survive over the long run and you're going to see it. But what you're seeing play out right now with these exchanges melting down and literally billions and billions of dollars being stolen from investors and money just disappearing, you're starting to see the high level of nature of fraud. It comes down to... Really, and I think this was exposed on purpose. I do believe that the the sell-off in cryptos um, was probably caused by the Federal Reserve, uh, the Plunge Protection Team, or nefarious players to expose the crypto market. The central banks want it all for themselves. That's why you're hearing a lot about digital money or the central bank digital currency. 
because uh, they want to control the money. Because the current carnage in the crypto market is over or it's becoming there. And when the dust settles, they're going to face another threat from the central banks and governments who want to control money. Money is always coming out of the government. And, you know, they, a lot of people said, oh, well, it's autonomous. But you, you had to know this was coming. As long as the central form of money comes from the government, these other cryptos that are true technology-based will be just fine. But the ones like Bitcoin and others that acted like an autonomous source of money, which they never were, they're just probably not going to be allowed. They're going to get uh, somehow regulated out. They, my guess is they're going to regulate the cryptocurrencies um, that do survive this crash and uh, most likely, you know, enter a battle from which only a few survive. And I do think Ethereum's one of them. And I do think, um, you know, Theta Network and a few others will be there. But a vast majority of them really just had no foundation. But the reshuffling of the crypto scene um, is a foretelling. And the crypto carnage is a foretelling. Because the collapse of the crypto scene implies that the speculation and the leverage are being pulled from the financial system. That's what the implication is anyway. It's starting from the most speculative end in the crypto market. And, you know, there's a few reasons for it, of course. You know, monetary tightening by the central banks, the free money, the, the free checks that were coming, the approaching recession, and the coming winter in Europe that is just wreaking havoc on the individuals. And at the same time, the United Kingdom is raising taxes when they're having the worst inflation and problems with energy. I'm just telling you, you can't you can't write this stuff. I don't know why these people are not rioting in the streets over there, but um, they're being railroaded by World Economic Forum leaders. And this guy running uh, India right now, he's a Goldman Sachs banker and he's all for the globalist elite. No good. Uh, but the last time, you know, central banks tried to diminish the glo global balance sheet. I remember this. This is where this is what this is leading to. The, the crypto cr crash, you could say, um, is foretelling of what's right in front of us because the central banks tried to you know, lower the balance sheet. Uh, first asset and credit markets nearly crashed in the turn of 2018, 2019. And then the repurchase or the repo market imploded in September of 2019. And we've spoken heavily about that, that it was the system in general was the banking system literally was collapsing in the fall of 2019. And we were screaming like, whoa, hundreds of billions in bailouts and swaps. And they were doing everything they can to save the banking system. And it didn't work. Be well, put it this way. How convenient that a virus showed up within two months and it created some artificial global panic and lockdown that now has been seen to be completely fraud. But that's what was happening. The banking system was collapsing and it kind of forced governments to print literally trillions and monetize trillions of new currency notes and debt to kind of bail out the lockdown economic downturn. But the event ended the global quantitative tightening. And they went into overdrive printing money. So now you got it here where you fast forward today and you, 
you really, you go back even the last 20 years, if you go back to see the balance sheets of the central banks, I mean, they've literally just downright exploded. And of course, uh, the Federal Reserve is right there at the top with the European Union and the Bank of Japan's actually doing better than we are now. Uh, we've really exploded our balance sheets in the West, especially at a time when we're now a multipolar world. And you got 50% of the country is going to the BRICS. And you better believe BRICS will form their own currency. It will be commodity backed. There's a lot of pressure on the dollar. I heard a senator, I wasn't sure which one, maybe Cruz, saying how the dollar has to remain dominant in reserve currency. And I'm like, um, that ship's already left the dock, buddy. <laughs> like, you've missed the boat by about a couple years. Um, this is over. The, the, the dollar supremacy, I can't imagine how it can retake it. I think the sanctions with Russia, you'd have to end that war in Ukraine. You'd have to have peace. You'd have to give back, you know, hundreds of billions to Russia. That's not happening. Uh, with the multipolar world, the dollar is done. The dollar will stay, you know, supreme in the West. But the East is definitely going to move to a different um, mechanism. The petrodollar is already dead. Saudi Arabia is already going into the hands of the BRICS and the Chinese and Russians. And the petrodollar was what created the American dream and the dollar dominance. And that's all gone. I know many people say it's not necessary. I just don't buy it. So now here we are raising interest rates to try to diminish the balance sheets again from much, much higher levels than we were before. So they couldn't do it before and the markets were crashing. What makes us think now that we've put trillions upon trillions more into the float that they can do it now? A figure of the balance sheets of the Bank of Japan, European Central Bank, Federal Reserve, and the People Bank of China in U.S. dollars is staggering. And it shows where the Americans and the Europeans are in deep trouble. It's not a time to be going to war, that's for sure. Financially, obviously, we can print, but it's going to diminish. And I think the central bank digital currency that we'll get into next week, because this is serious, they're actually doing a trial with uh, some of the top banks right now. That digital currency, if I have to guess, will be the international dollar. And then for now, we'll be allowed to have the paper currency dollar here as a domestic dollar. But you're going to find tremendous inflation on that. So we're going to have a lot of inflation here. And they'll try to use the digital dollar globally. Um, all I would say is tell every single person and yourself, never, ever, ever use the digital dollar. Don't use a central bank digital dollar. If you do, you are the problem. If we don't use it, it will be very difficult for them to implement it. We have to reject it and say, no, we want our freedom and we want our freedom in currency. Listen, we've been warning about this for some time now about the recessions uh, for months. And the European Commission now expects the Eurozone to fall into recession by the end of the year. And we, now, mind you, we already know we are, but you no, know, officially they're coming out and saying it. And it's already coming to the United States, which we've already been in. If they haven't been rigging the numbers, you would see we're already in recession. But here we are. Now, how we know mainly is not just all the massive layoffs in the tech world, but FedEx, which is a global logistic giant, 
announced it would start furloughing the workforce due to current business conditions impacting volumes. And as a person who ships a lot with FedEx with our business, I can tell you there are some serious issues out there. We have seen shipping costs literally triple. It is getting very expensive to ship. And the fuel cost and the inflation on goods and service is not healthy. It is definitely hurting small businesses in the bottom line. And it's just getting started. But the thing is, these are, this is a global logistical giant. There cannot be a clearer sign of impending recession than a logistical company announcing workforce uh, furlough during the main holiday season. Here we have Christmas coming and they're laying people off when they're supposed to be hiring more. If that doesn't tell you what's coming, I don't know what is. According to the forecasters, winter is arriving in Europe and it's long overdue and it's going to lead to another spike in energy and the worst case rolling literally. Think of this. This is how ruthless the governments of Europe are to go against Russia to their own people. They will have rolling blackouts and energy lockdowns down the line. And the energy crisis is likely, as it has already hit the industrial mainland of Europe, Germany, and this is where it gets big, it'll continue to reverberate across the continent. All you have to do, if you understand BASF, it is literally one of the largest corporations in the world dealing with natural resources. BASF has shuttered a vast chunk of their operation and they probably won't ever reopen those for now anyway but the fact that BASF has shuttered a vast chunk of their operation is extremely damaging to Germany and very foretelling of the dark winter that's coming for Europe now I know people think that everything's going to be okay the stock market looks up nobody else is really paying attention to this Uh, But you're going to start to see it. And what happens is this is the beginning of the economic collapse that really started in 2020. But because of all the money printing, we kind of delayed the inevitable. But they're not able to stop it. I can tell you they won't. The global financial sector is in dire straits. And it's visible when you analyze the global liquidity and credit. I would highly encourage everyone to continue preparing for winter. This may be one of the darkest winters we've had in a very long time. And the crypto carnage, the collapse of the crypto markets, and you're starting to see the fraud and speculation, wait until you see that roll over into the rest of the financial sector. And I think it's just getting started. Why I'd be prepared with tangible assets like gold and silver, very important to do so. Knowing this is around the corner, if you're properly prepared, you can sit back in peace and just look for ways that you can help your neighbors and one another. So until next week, God bless each and every one of you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time. And that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, 
under the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals, and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.